0: They say the world could be hard, cruel, and ugly. Trust me, it gets worse if your hunger and thirst doesn't push you from position last place to first. Can't build a foundation without having feet in the dirt. So I put in the work, grind harder than most. I don't chase accolades of the living, I'm facing a ghost. That's what makes me the goat. Depending on who you ask, my brother, whatever task Got it covered like a mask, guaranteed They can't see me at the open run Cause I cook competitors until they look well done Don't act like you don't know where I held from I had to climb up out the trenches Sit on benches still my time had come Don't be mad at the player, be mad at the game Sneak this and the hate and that's a flag on the play Me falling off, huh, that'll be the day I'm like both in the race, leave the track, flan bay It's the open run, open okay. run okay. didn't know already now you know it is the podcast for basketball and life are one it's the open run will strickland that would be me the open run with will strickland is brought to you by the fine folks at one neighborhood that's right my company one neighborhood because that's what we do it's one neighborhood over here and also my man ryan antonio henry uh in the house along with our very special guest heather bodega just h Alonso. what's up heather What's up? <laughs> Ball Her Way is in the house. And this is a very special episode. It's called Hooper's Hoop. But before we get started, we lost a lot of people recently. And one in particular reminded me of my son when he was four, who had never seen this man before. But somehow he knew something about Bob Barker, right? So blessed dead to Bob Barker, who was probably in everybody's household at some point with their grandmother or their mother when they were little kids. And... I was walking through the grocery store with my son's mother and I, we were walking through the grocery store with our son and we're walking down the cereal aisle and I never gave him sugary cereal ever. Right. But son was working it hard. He's four. He's working hard. And he did like this. He goes, look. So he called me Gaga. He never He didn't call me dad till he was older. I got mad when he first called me dad. It's just, it's a whole nother story about Gaga. I'll talk about that later, but walking down the aisle, a man stops in front of the cocoa puffs. Okay. He goes, look Gaga. Cocoa Puffs, with a flourish with his hand, I fell down in the aisle, cracking up. <laughs> My man said, look, Gaga, Cocoa Puffs. He had never seen the show before. So Bob Barker might be daytime television's Michael Jackson, like when Michael Jackson uh-huh. passed, and little kids knew who Michael Jackson was, and they'd never seen Michael Jackson like that. I am thinking that Bob Barker had videos, unless you count Happy Gilmore. But whatever the case is, it's not like he was in your house every day as a little kid. The fact that my son knew that and he had never seen the show before tripped me out. So <laughs> shout out to Bob Barker. And Heather, you were telling us something before we got started about Bob Barker that I want to go ahead and have you yeah, share Yeah, yeah. I've
1: seen um, on Instagram, i seen a post and he said, the man really went out hard, never went over 99. <laughs> he never got to that dollar. <laughs> as,
0: as he passed at 99, right? He so when you spin 99. the wheel, the highest value you can get is 99 cents. Bob Barker passing away at 99. You know how many times he saw the world change at 99 years old? That's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. But the world is changing because we have Heather Alonso on the show. And if you would please, as I do with each and every one, I guess, who comes to the podcast, please run your resume. Let us know who you are and where you're from.
1: Heather Bodega Alonso, founder of Ball Her Way. I'm a coach, I'm a player, I'm a hooper, I'm a lover of all things sneakers, hip hop, you name it, down the list. I work for my community. I work for the kids. And that's who I am. You'll always see me on the court. You'll always see me somewhere hooping or coaching. That's
0: you, what I do. You, you know what? People have spirit animals. You're my spirit person. 100%. <laughs> as soon as you start telling me, like, I've been saying your name for years and didn't know who you were. Like, you were saying that to me. That tripped me oh, out.
1: Oh, like, that was that how was, I was in my car and I was driving to work at Wu-Tang's. One of my favorite, favorite groups. So I'm I'm in the car, and I'm listening. And at the end, the Riz is just, just shouting out everybody. And he's like, yo, 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 shout out to my boy, Phil Strickland. And I'm like, I just, my whole life, been saying this man's name. And I'm on the phone with him, like, two hours ago. And I was like, oh, man, like, everything just clicked. <laughs> and I was like, this is crazy. So I called him. I left, I left you a voice note, because you didn't answer. But right. I had to tell you. I was like, yo yeah yo yeah yo will strickland i kept that too so i like, kept it too it was funny so every time you call me i'm like oh yeah yo yeah yo will strickland like when you when i see you my phone ring that's what i say
0: the funny part I, is <laughs> when we were having a conversation i didn't bring none of that stuff up that that wasn't mm-hmm. imperative to what we were talking about it wasn't pertinent i should say, not imperative it, it yeah. wasn't pertinent to what we were saying and mm-hmm. so it was just funny when you brought that up and then when we went to new york and even on the trip to New York, we started talking about sneakers. I'm like, wait a minute. like Her game is heavy. Like I'm listening to her talk. And then we go to social studies. Shouts out to our, my man Sean from OSD, Obsessive Sneaker Disorder, uh, with his new podcast, Critical Lace Theory, which I think is the dope title. And he is ill with the sneaker. Kit. Look, listen. His love for the X-Men was exhibited in full force in his office when we went by on uh, Tuesday before the the tournament championship. No? Crazy. Crazy. And that pick y'all took on the roof was nasty too. In front of Brooklyn Bridge. I like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: no, it, it's good that you're on. Just want the people to know why you are here and what you're doing. And you're really going to be helping a lot with overseeing what we're doing with the ladies first symposium next summer. We have some tentative dates of August 8th through the 11th. Our whole focus is on women of color and sneaker culture and in basketball, but also their mental health and wellness this year. So about mental health and wellness. We have a sponsor who is not tied in yet, so I'm not going to say anything yet until all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted. But as I said before, Ryan's been here since the beginning, basically. He's a guy who, uh, you know what? You tell your story, sir. You know what you do.
2: Yeah, you know, I like to say say it's 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 all over the game. That's it. I I I I love basketball, and that what that's what got me into to radio broadcasting, coming out of high school and college, and and working at uh, the three letter, uh, to meet <laughs> Will Strickland eventually, and become the behind the scenes guy working one on one with Will and Dwayne on TSN ten fifty. So uh I I wouldn't be here if I if I if I didn't get there. So it's it's always been fun with Will and like he said off air, you know, you know he's he's stuck with me. Even if I've been in and out of the radio game or, or podcasting game, which I have been, um I just love to talk ball and I'm always gonna be a ball fan. So it's all it's all love. So you don't oh, want to is, talk about your past life, incarnation. <laughs> My my past what what what's that what's that
0: their past incarnation okay I'm gonna leave it alone then is this some sort of <laughs> trademark infringement if we start talking about it or what I don't know oh no uh,
2: no 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 I I I used to run a a basketball podcast coming out of college it was my 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 driver it was what kept me going even though if I wasn't doing radio uh, it was called below the hardwood uh, with my co-hosts my compadres my homies my colleagues. Alan Shane and, and Dexter. And, you know, I, I never rule it out. I'm I'm always going to be into balls. So I could be doing that thing when I'm 60, 60 and just struggling to get up. So it, it's it's never it's never done. It's never dead.
0: No doubt. And, and that's love. And I think uh, we've been talking about when Heather first posted Maple Gang. I'm like, that's it. That's it. That's who we are. After you win four, you know what? I'm messing around. I know this is the open run, with Strickland. But really, let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a whole band and tell you what it's really about at the end of the day. It's right there. It's right (laughs) there. Maple Gang. Maple Gang (laughs) all day, four-peat season. I'm sorry. Next year would be one, two, three, four. Fifth. Fifth. That's capital (laughs) F, lowercase I, capital F. That's what we're going after five straight championships, but you know what? Again, I'm gonna hype it up and we want people to compete in that whole nine. And it's great that we won four straight and this year winning on the men's and women's side. But really what ends up happening when you go to New York, you play in full court, when you start out, even looking at what we did in Montreal, like you had never been a part of full court 21 ever. No. And to see what you saw out there, the community coming together, we were giving away free food, and popcorn and giving stinkers kids were there all day the whole community came out right and to see it from there to what we did in toronto and then going to new york and seeing what new york was like that whole energy and the people that are connected to it it's just Mm -hmm. good people who are doing a thing that eventually and i truly believe this because when they first started full court 21 was only in new york and now in almost 30 cities after the pandemic. We were more than, we were, cl- we were closer to 40. We We're in 40 cities before the pandemic, but now we're back to about 30, 27 to 28 cities around the world back after the pandemic. That's a real thing. And when we get tabled for the Olympics, once we get our fee sanctioning, same people that said, oh, y'all, dog, you're crazy. You'll never have a course on hip hop culture, nor university. And then I had one, the mm-hmm. first one. Oh man, TSN has never had a basketball show before. Why would you think you would have one? And then I had a basketball show at TSN, the flagship radio show, the flagship basketball show at TSN. And that, again, I'm not breaking my arm. to pat myself on the back. It's just that if your dreams make other people scared, that's cool. But when they make you scared, they're big enough. So keep going after those things. So when I talk to Bob, he's like, oh, I watched for two years before we started 4Core 21 up here. I watched, just watched. I'm like, this is more than just like some neighborhood basketball stuff. This is big, bigger than that, and now you see it around the globe. And we have had substantial conversation with the world sanctioning body for basketball, FIBA, and they've offered us quite a bit. And when you see it happen, and we become the third tier of basketball at the Olympic games, as the president of the IOC has charged that he needs to make the games more gender balanced, more youthful, and as, in, in their terms, more urban, I guess we ticked off all those boxes. And so you see like five on five best in the world, FIBA World Cup, she three on three just came in and play in 21 in Tokyo. They run through a couple of cycles of three on three and then they introduce this new game. Imagine some knucklehead from Montreal North or from Burgundy who didn't play well with others in high school, was a hood star in all the tournaments ends up going to Brisbane, Australia and winning a gold medal playing a game he was playing for free every day
1: Hmm.
0: it's not beyond the realm of possibly and we want to make that happen I guess it's just like these guys who got into this business that was like a carny business and turned into a multi-billion dollar business now some people call it professional wrestling I call it wrestling
1: (laughs) immediate
0: immediate. you know the Texas (laughs) stuff You, you remember that right and, and shouting an ode to my man, Ryan Antonio Henry, who is a big wrestling fan. I'm going to give some love to some of these wrestlers who passed away recently, for sure, just to make a note of it, because there are some guys in the NBA whose careers could be on the line as well, much like and passionate on to something else. So that's kind of the theme here. So want you want to send the shout the shouts out to uh, these wrestlers?
2: Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's been uh crazy week you know well first bob obviously not a wrestler but then for the for the old school guys you had terry funk who a guy who nearly killed himself wrestling for for the love of wrestling and and the fans like when i tell you people say wrestling is fake this man didn't believe wrestling was fake google terry funk and you will see what this what what he thought was fake he's the reason (laughs) he's
0: the reason for mick foley and and what was he, Cactus Jack. Jacks and, and Mr. EC yeah. yeah, ECW, all that yeah. stuff comes from Terry Funk. He reinvented yeah. re- 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 yeah. re- himself. So, you know, hardcore wrestling fans should thank this man mm-hmm. for sure. All right. Yeah. And, and the other more modern
2: era, more influential in, in today's world for his creativity and just his utter genius is a man named Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt who, again, you can Google, you can YouTube. If you were a fan of The Undertaker and what he was able to do for 30 years of his life, you can kind of see the the path and the legacy that Bray Wyatt was trying to create for himself with his creativity and what he was able to do with the world of wrestling and make it <laughs> crazy interesting for just channel flicking and you just see this, what he was able to do. So uh, rest in
0: peace to both men. No doubt. I mean, you know, I, I talked about the Iron Sheep earlier this year, my interactions with him. When I was over at the score, he was a noted crackhead and he was high as hell when he came here. And then we had a bunch of kids around us and they gave him a bunch of beer. And so he was lit up. I mean, my man had to drink at least 20 beers right in front of me. Right. And this is why we're doing this live show They'll introduce a the new studio for the score. Little kids are running around. He goes, I hate you little motherfuckers. I'm he had going no to filter. He goes, none. I'm going to do you the old country way. Fuck you in the ass, make you humble. I'm like, come on, dog. These are kids. If you guys want to
2: laugh, go much. find him on Twitter. His Twitter is. Oh, amazing. yeah. Hulk Hogan? Hulk
0: Hogan was. Uh, no, he Iron Age. G- yeah, yeah. He used to aim at Hulk Hogan so heavy, Jack. Every day. He could not stand the Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. He's a jabroni, <laughs> like, but you grew up with this stuff. And, and it's sad that they passed on in the ways that they passed on. Jerry yeah. Funk was older. Bray Wyatt, a bit younger. He uh, apparently died of complications from COVID or as a result Heart of attack. COVID. So, and, and that's sad to say, but you know, some of these guys that I was talking about in the league, were not necessarily dying, but their opportunities in the league are definitely. I mean, there's some things that they're in question. We've seen videos of Ben Simmons. Looking cut up, and he, his look, his summer, his his summer workout tapes look like star time, Jack, star time. Then the season starts, and I'm, like, not so much. Remember, all right, maybe I'm dating myself a little bit, but have you ever seen the cartoon where the guy who has the frog who can sing, Michigan J Frog, and he has this frog who can sing, right? And he only sings for this guy, so he tries to get a record deal, like it's a, a hobo, and he takes him to this record label. And he opens the box, and the frog won't sing for anyone else but him. This is guy's dashing his hopes. So Ben Simmons and and another guy Zion Latif Williamson, who I'll talk about in a second, in the summertime they look all ripped up and ready to go, but come time the games, they might play a couple of games or sit on the bench in some clothes or something, or have like porn stars chasing them on social media. You know, so you know what they did in the off-season time, but you know, come the season time, like. You can't count on him. So he's not going to, they're, they're like Michigan J. Frog. They won't sing in front of the record label people. What's going to happen with Benjamin David Simmons and Zion Latif Williamson this summer, who looks crazy ripped and in shape this year. Would it be
2: crazy to say I could see Ben playing more games than Zion for some reason? I don't know. It might be. Cause I, I know we've seen this like every summer for like the past, since, since he's left Philadelphia, you, you get the, 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 the videos of, I'm in the gym, I'm working out, I'm shooting jump shots, I look Make good. Make it threes, everything. And, and then he plays like 10 games and then he's done. I, I get that, but this, the Zion situation I don't understand at all because has he really been majorly injured at all? Is this more possible No, he's Weight been
0: injured. He's no, been he's injured, been injured. But okay. He's, no, he's been injured, but here's the thing. The amount of jumping – and I say this about all these young guys who have played a bunch of AAU games before they even get to the NBA. All you have to do is look at the past, like, six, eight years and number one draft picks in the draft like Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons or even Blake Griffin, Zion Williamson. Well. No, I'm saying all of them. But all of them had to sell their rookie years for the most part. Remember, Julius Randle, he, even though he wasn't the number one pick, he got injured in his first game. But here's the guy, when he was growing up with Andrew Wiggins, these guys were playing 150 games in the summer in high school. Yeah. So if your body's not fully formed yet, and then you have to go up to the, the intensity of the NBA is vastly different than what it is in high school or college. And people don't understand that. So when these guys step in, and they're playing against grown men, the level and how hard you have to put yourself to play at maximal optimal levels is something. And they they were not physically, if, you know, you look at the physicality of a Ben Simmons or Zion Latif Williamson, you would think they would play that level. Apparently, they can't. And it's a lot of weight for Zion to carry around and keep jumping the way he jumps. He's going to have a lot of lower body injuries.
1: But he dropped weight, no? That's what it looks like?
0: Uh, I mean, that's what it looks like. But they said when he first get down there, he has that personal chef. It's a lot of gumbo down there, a lot of beignets. In Louisiana, dog. I'm telling you, a lot of women, come on over here, here, eat this gumbo, this etouffee, <laughs> boy. Come on over here, baby. Have some of this etouffee, baby. You know? That's how they talk about that. Let me stop. But when I say almost out of league, like Ben Simmons is no country for old men. He can't play for his own country in Australia. What are the chances are, is anyone going to take on a guy you can't depend upon? Same thing could be said for Zion Williamson. Like they have to take a, a, a chance on him and see if he's going to be healthy this year but if he doesn't have another healthy season and you have to make a decision between him and brandon ingram i mean that's gonna to be tough zion has the name he has a signature sneaker he has all this other stuff but you have to play some games at the end of the day that's what it's going to come down to or he yeah. you know and, and, his story what what if what if what if, what if. And,
2: and that's why i think ben is kind of on urgency wait he got like maybe one or two years left on that 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 deal he signed so I think he knew he needs to at least get back on the court for for at least forty or fifty games if he wants a contract.
0: Listen, somebody somewhere in the world will sign either one of these guys, no matter what, on name value okay. alone. Dwight Howard's still playing basketball professionally, scoring eighty four points in the Taiwanese league against guys who are five foot four. I get it, I get it. And he has and name value. Clean. And and truth mm-hmm. told, neither Zion nor Ben Simmons have the accolades that Dwight David Howard has. So let's be clear on that. I'm I'm joking on David uh, Dwight Howard, but let's be clear, he should have been one of the top 75 players in NBA history. He sure. was not. So when we're looking at these guys, talking about Zion, you're looking at Ben Simmons, there's one guy who I have questions about because when I say no country for old men, James Edward Harden Jr. What kind of leverage does he really have here as he's under contract? And this new CBA has penalties, buffers, for the ownership in that sense where players are trying to force their way out of these contracts and the like. And how many times can James Harden do the same thing? Like how many times can you cry wolf because you don't like a situation circumstance? Now he says that he was lied to and told a certain thing, but the reality is you're not James Harden who you were before. Now, granted, he's still a top 75 player of all time. He led the league in assists this year and still give you 20 points. And that's not, you can't find that on the street every day. So I understand his understanding of his value. It's not as much as it was. But find someone else who did what he did. Cool. You still sign a contract. So Heather, like when you look at his situation, what options does he have? Go back and play or sit out the, the whole year and take the penalty and lose a lot of money in the process and a lot of face as someone who might not have another opportunity in the NBA after this?
1: Yeah, that, that penalty is like what, like 100K? How much was it?
0: Oh, it's way more than that. 100K. Way he more. He spent that on his club and first that's yeah. in there
1: but he, he needs he needs to perform like he's he's just coasting right now you know what i mean he's doing the bare minimum and like you're trying to go against the nba man that's the wrong thing to do because then nobody wants to pick you up after that you know what it's I mean? it's gonna
0: be very very hard to go against the machine like, like that
1: you don't got a lot of years left in you
0: and it, look it's not like he's standing up for something that's honorable he's just saying this is, he, yeah it's like yeah plus look my guy We've seen seen this movie before. We saw you force your way out of Houston. We saw you force your way out of a quote-unquote super team in Brooklyn. You get to Philly, you're playing with another Hall of Fame player and Joel Hansen B, the Colonel's son. And yes, you're right. Who's that? That that wasn't me. Phones on silent, faces on stun, sir. I mean, where else can he go? They couldn't find any trade value. He wants to go to L.A. to play for the Clippers, but they have no assets to trade. Like, who are you going to trade for James Harden? Paul George? No, he wants to go and play with those guys. Who are they trading? Are they going to play three on five this year or something? Because that's all you can do is trade the rest of the roster. Nobody's going to do that. They're not going to do that. So he can't go where he wants to go, and he shouldn't. Because he's gotten to go wherever he wants to go for the most part, and he's still, he's still complaining. I'm a player's guy. But this is one of those things where you're probably going a little bit too far. Hmm. This is as far as going to London to play in an all-star game for Ice Cube in the Big Three League. Jalen Brown did that, and Jalen Brown just signed a $300 million contract. A lot of people said he's not worth the money. Jalen Brown is one of my favorite players in the league. I like his attitude, and I like what he does on and off the court. Hmm. To support Ice Cube in this way, he's been very vocal about his issues with Adam Silver, saying that the NBA is trying to sabotage his league and not giving you know the kind of support that he wants. I mean, you're not necessarily affiliated with the NBA. You have former NBA players playing in the league. But they went to London. I don't know how much Jalen Brown's appearance did for the league. I saw the stands. I saw a bunch of people dressed up as empty seats. That's just me. Maybe I was looking the wrong direction. And I'm a big fan of Ice Cube. But how does Jalen Brown, who's always been at odds with the city of Boston, how does it reflect on the NBA and him going over there and playing for Ice Cube in All Star Game like this, is it a good thing or a bad thing for the league? And when I think, say league, I'm talking about the Big Three. Or is it a bad thing for Jalen Brown?
1: It's almost though like you're jeopardizing. Like you got the best of the best, Jalen. You're in the best of the best, and you're over here jeopardizing. And I get it. Like sometimes you got to advocate for other people, but like at the expense of your livelihood, I don't know. Like mm. let 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 Q do what he does. Like he has yeah. he has a name. Let him build. It takes time.
0: Mm-hmm. like i like
1: what sure. he's doing but as an nba player i'm not jeopardizing that
0: and i don't know that, like, i don't know if there's any rules against it to tell you the truth but you know what you do it's, in the summer if it's there's difficult a violation, to get
1: rules right because like it's new so you're like oh this is new so maybe now they're going to implement something where it's like not nah, you not. y'all can't do that
0: well i don't know if he has any sort of uh, clauses in his contract like i said he just signed biggest contract in nba history and I don't know what some of the provisions are, but apparently, I'm he's smart enough to know like what he can and cannot do. He's also willing to press an issue if he needs to. Will this be addressed? I don't know, but I do want to address talking about being overseas the FIBA World Cup, Canada 2 and 0, making it to the second round. I mean, they had the they had a big win against France, who's out of the tournament right now, which is crazy to me. They were top five team in the world. But any team that has Booty Gobert on it, yes, I did not mispronounce his name. Because <laughs> his game is wild buns. Wild buns. Well earned. But if you're on a team with Booty Gobert, you're destined to lose. Evan Fournier always plays. It's like these guys, rookie, Ricky Rubio, shouts out to Ricky Rubio, taking some time off from basketball, gets mental health in order. But like guys like Ricky Rubio and Evan Fournier look like Kobe and lebron oh sorry, i can't say his name on the podcast i can tell you that heather you can't say that name of that guy i call him the hashtag he who shouldn't be named because you <laughs> can't say because people get emotional so but every Fournier is playing like he's out there killing like where is this when you play with the Knickerbockers? he won't be back there this year but someone's gonna pick him up anyway but they beat france they stopped on the mighty power that is lebanon in basketball mm-hmm. name one lebanese basketball player you know i'll wait we don't have that much time. So let me stop. They broke some records for most assists in a game. I think they had 43 assists on mm-hmm. 50 baskets. That's good basketball. They're moving the ball. And do they really have, like, with seven NBA players on the roster, they look like they have a real chance to medal in the Olympics in 2024 in Paris. Agree or disagree? Agree. That's a, you know, that's a bad question. That's a great question. That's a bad question. That's a bad question. I should ask a better question. That's almost like a softball question. The question I really want to ask is, do they have enough with Jamal Murray dropping out when they play the top-tier teams to defeat Team USA or Spain? Or, I mean, the U.S. stomped on Greece with no Giannis. The NASA's played some minutes, but we know what that is. Charles Barkley would be proud. that. See, the only reason you have a job is because you're brother. But that's only the only conversation. So the teams, you're looking at Slovenia with, of course, Ryan's favorite player in the league. He's probably wearing the sneakers right now. Luca Lamar, not, not that's a sneakers, but um see? Yeah, yeah. See? <laughs> I couldn't see I, got, got, I, got, I couldn't yeah, see the shirt I at first.
2: I
1: couldn't see the shirt at first.
0: Two of my guys in one shirt. Dirk Vernon Nowitzki and Luca Lamar Doncic. That's with two R's on Lamar. Lamar. And uh oh yeah, I give all the Slavic guys middle names. So
2: honestly, like this is the deepest Canada basketball team they've had. So even if Jamal's not there, it's still impressive. And Although you, you hate him when he's talking crap to he who shan't be named, even though he started it once again. I love it on my team. I love what he's mm. doing on, on his attitude, his play. Um, again, when he's playing for your, who you're cheering for, it's amazing. It's great. But then you see what he does against the Lakers in the playoffs, dodging media. You're like, what are you doing? But
0: and you're and as long ben as it's for Team
2: Canada – and we're winning, which we are. I'm all for the Dylan Brooks Express. I'm I'm, I'm okay if, once it's on my team, but once he starts to face the Mavs or the Raptors or anybody, I I I, I can't stand this dude.
0: <laughs> okay, I mean, look, look, like I said, seven NBA guys on the roster, including R.J. Barrett, Lugan's Dort, you know Dwight Powell, one of your favorites from Dallas. He drives you crazy, you know that. <laughs> and, 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 you know, of course, first team, all NBA, Shea Gilders, Alexander, his cousin, Nikhil, on the squad as well. Um, you're going to have to count on those guys. Will the, will this tournament be a tipping point for somebody like R.J. Barrett, who's always played well on the internationals? He was the leader of the first um, team to ever win a gold medal on an international stage for Canada, the U-19 team that he was on. So this will give him a chance to recharge and and reestablish his place in New York City, because as long as Jalen Brunson's there, we know who drives that bus. Mm. Um, you know, Julius Randle and and R.J. Barrett are both fighting for who's going to be, you know, the number two spot, I guess. And R.J. Barrett could be the odd man out here if he doesn't show and prove well, not only here um, in the World Cup, but also this season and eventually, in the Olympics, if Canada makes it to the Olympics in 2024, I think they will. I think they have a good shot. Well, y'all just want to leave me hanging. I was just out here floating and <laughs> talking about R.J. Barrett. Like, R.J. Barrett is really the key for me, right? Uh, you oh, know, okay. you're going to trust what Shea does. Shea, Shea's, num- Shea's going to get his numbers. He's going to do his thing. He's going to control the ball. But R.J. Barrett's going to be really? somebody they need to play both ends of the floor and show improvement prove it counts the most because he has – international experience. Shout out to Kelly Olenek, the captain. of Underrated. uh, Canadian team. So, Um, But R.J. Barrett, is he the key to everything they have to do going forward as they go into the second round and also looking at what his his season is going to be with New York and uh, toward the Olympics in 24?
1: Yeah. I I, I believe in, 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 in R.J. and even when he's going back in the season, like that's my dude. (laughs) <laughs> like, I got him over Randall for shit. That's my dude. <laughs> I believe in him. Like, he, he just needs to step it the fuck up. Excuse me. Like he needs to step Don't it up you now. Thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's who I'm going with.
0: It's hard to say that about a 23-year-old, right? You think that, like... Yeah, you know, but... But I have this corollary that you are who, who you are after a certain amount of years in a league. And if you're a one-and-done guy, like RJ was... By the end of your fifth year, you are who you are in the NBA. Next year will be his fifth year. I said the same thing about Andrew Christian Wiggins, he was who he was. And then he figured out, like, once that trade happened and he figured out what his role would be, he was no no longer the former number one pick in the NBA draft and a the guy they thought was going to be Maple Jordan, but just a key cog who could play both ways and defend and just shoot the ball and be that guy who's never built to be number one, but maybe built to be a number three or number two or number three option. Right, and, and I think that RJ is going to have to figure that out as well. But what won't happen is us not figuring out what we're going to do here as we come back for more on the other side of this on the open run. Will Strickland, we've only we- given that. Give you more of what you asked for. It's the open run with Will Strickland in conversation with. Champ is here, C. Diddy, Courtney Donaldson, Full Court 21, not only for the 2023 season, the Full Court 21 CA All-Canadian champion, but went to Nueva York and won the All-World Championship on August 22nd, 2023. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Miss Donaldson.
3: Uh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
0: Yo, I heard your squad also won in the Peace Tournament.
3: Oh, we did. We won in the Peace Tournament. We won by
0: 50. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was, that was the easy bake. It's a walkover. So how much money did you win?
3: We won 3,000.
0: So what's my piece? You know, I required <laughs> a 17 and a half percent.
3: Oh, really? Okay. Got to wet my beak court, a little the bit. The full court
0: uh, piece. 100%. I got to okay. wet my beak a little bit. How you feeling though?
3: I feel good. I, I didn't play this weekend. I'm doing a little bit of recovery. So, but I'll be back soon. We have practices starting up September 1st. So got to be ready for that.
0: No doubt. Well, I want you to tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from. You know what? Run your resume. Who is Courtney Donaldson?
3: My name's Courtney. I was mostly raised in Kelowna, BC, but I've bounced around everywhere. I started playing basketball when I was fourteen. I was a soccer player. I was a big soccer player before, but I got bored. I got bored of running backing down and not scoring. So I switched I switched to basketball. I started out playing outside with all the guys. And then finally, when I was 14, I got to join my own club team, a little bit more structure to it. So, and I fell in love with the game ever since I started at University of Calgary, played there from 2017 to 2020. I registered my first year, so I only played two years. Mm-hmm. And then after COVID, I transferred over to St. Mary's University and I'm going into my fifth year at St. Mary's.
0: So you're a professional student.
3: I not really, not as much as I should be, but right. I do enjoy school. I love learning. I have struggled a little bit, but I've gotten, I've gotten better along the years.
0: You know what? I, I, I want to give you stats for being able to say that you struggle with school sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's no shame here. And it takes some bravery to admit that when we have some issues and we have some problems, Right. Um, some people like to in your face and tell you, "Oh, they're okay," when they are really not okay.
3: Right, and that was the biggest thing of maturing was admitting that I was not doing okay. And when I started doing that and reaching out for help, it helped so much. But when people except say it, for when
0: you're in thing, New York City,
3: <laughs> the hardest thing is asking for help. The hardest thing, the the hardest step, is asking for help. Um, and once you overcome that, it gets a lot easier.
0: Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you did that and good luck this season. Thank uh you. I think it, I, I see 35 minutes a night in your future. I see at least 24 points a night, you know.
3: I don't I know. see
0: all Canadian I, I, status. I'm just telling you, listen, listen. When your belief is stronger than your doubt, uh-huh. I say this all the time. I've been talking about four-peat season. As a matter of fact, you know, I I know it's the open run, but let's stop playing. Let's call it what it is. You see that up there? see what it is? What? Oh you, you, oh, you don't see the icon in the I, upper?
3: Oh, the, okay, full now I Full Court
0: 21 now Canada. You know, we had to switch it from, you know, the open run to Full Court 21 because. Right. I've been talking about 4 P season all year long.
3: Mm-hmm. You have.
0: And people thought it was going to rain when we had the All-Canadian. I said, don't worry about it. We're going to be good. When we got to New York, I'm like, nobody. What was I whispering to you? What was I telling you the whole time? There's nobody in New York that can beat you.
3: Yeah. And you said, I'll never forget you." all the girls in New York gearing up for you.
0: They are. They were gearing up. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, so? It sounds sweet when they say it.
3: Right. And then they playing plan until they get hit.
0: And that's what happened. You got, you, you even got the mean mug one time, which I liked. You like the mean mug. You like to go strong to the saucepan. I get it. We had a conversation and had time when we got to New York. And New York was a whole experience in and of itself. But before we yeah. get there, I actually want to talk to you about what it took for you to get from Halifax to Toronto, Toronto to New York. So Halifax was different because we didn't have a lot of women playing. And I think it's really important. You talk about the women playing in a regular, I don't want to call it regular, in the standard five-on-five format. But this is the only one-on-five format of basketball in the world.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: So yeah. to convince these women to come out and compete from a skill development level is something. You came it's, out, but yeah, we they should know how you how, how you got into the tournament in the first place.
3: well, I was coaching in the gym, and all of a sudden, will walks in and starts talking about this thing that he's running and how he can win prizes and gear and all this, and I said I was kind of looking at him like i didn't like I didn't believe it, and i I told him like if you hit the shot i'll I'll play. And he hit the shot and I Wait, wait, wait. There's some
0: stipulations on, on the shot too. You there left was, that part out. There
3: was 10 push-ups attached to it. There's 10 push ups attached. Because
0: you tried to you try to put me in the task. So I I'm did. like, okay.
3: I had to test. I had to see if you were a hooper or not. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't, I couldn't go hoop for a non hooper. But he hit the shot and I had to do my 10 push ups. And I was like, okay, I'll see you uh, I'll see you Saturday.
0: And you showed no. up and showed out because we didn't up. have enough women. Shout shouts out to my my girl Rio.
3: Yes. Shout out to Rio.
0: Love her. Fantastic. Rio is our 2022 full court 21 Tokyo champion. She came over last year to play in Toronto. I found out she's going to be going to school at Acadia in in Nova Scotia in your conference. And I'm like, she's, she's in town. She's an hour away. I'm like, Rio, you have to come down. Whatever you do, come down, come hang out with us. And she showed up. And she played and she's always game. So we always have to give flowers to Rio yep. for come out and competing. But you're the only two women in the thing. And I think it's important for someone like yourself as a champion to kind of, you know, toot the horn for women playing this game. Because it's a tough game. Don't get me wrong. But from a skill development standpoint, because you didn't just play with you and Rio. We put the teenagers against you and you beat right. them, too. And so right. when I say teenagers, I'm talking about young men, <laughs> you know, some pretty yeah. big kids, too.
3: Yeah. I think I think coming into this, it's a little intimidating because it's such a one-on-one game and women aren't typically known for that one-on-one game and it slowly is changing. But to have that little bit, okay, so you're going against other people. It's you versus four. It's you versus five. It's you versus everybody in front of you. So it is a little bit nerve wracking at first, but to work on your, like, and think about a five-on-five game. Compared to a five-on-five game, it's so much more difficult because when you're playing five on five, you got pass, you got ball screens, you got handoffs to beat, to beat your man, but you're not just beating your man in this game. You're beating three other, four other people. So it was definitely a big adjustment, but it helped personally, it helped improve my game so much because it just taught me to be aggressive. And like, you can force some things up and it'll work out sometimes. (laughs) So,
0: Well, I would say that just being able to read the court, being able to understand that having a pull-up game, having your dribble drive game, making your free throws, like mm-hmm. these are all very skill development things. And decision yes. making is a big key. If you want to run into a, a wall of defenders and hope that the referee blows the whistle, that is not no ideal. I and mean, as I say before, each and every one of the events, the rules won't save you, the referees won't save you. Only your skills will save you. Right. And your skills paid the bills. You, you became the second woman to ever play in the all men's or in the final for the men's in a qualifier. And you did well as well. You know, you didn't win, but you no. already won your division in the women's division. So that right. was key. And you were flown into Toronto to play in the all Canadian final. What was that experience like coming to Toronto? You had never been to Toronto before. and
3: I had never been to Toronto before. So I was a little nervous. I, I flew with Reese. Shout out to Reese. The, Reese.
0: He's the 2023 and 2022 Yes. Full Court 21, Halliganian champion.
3: Yes. Yes. So, the opportunity to get a lot closer with him. Like, I call him a great friend now. Like, him and Mm. I are extremely close after the Toronto experience. So, I'm super thankful for Full Court 21, honestly, allowing, like, that friendship to develop and all that. So, just the amount of people I've met through this has been fantastic. Shout out to Heather as well.
1: Um,
0: No doubt. And Joey. Yes, of course. You got to shout out the champions. Maple gang, you know what's up. We're going to get to them in a second. But I really want to kind of talk about like your experience in Toronto. Mm -hmm. What were you able to do? What some of the things you, you saw, some things that stuck with you?
3: Honestly, the ladies first panel really stuck out to me. I really enjoyed that experience talking about women and their shoes and just their experience in the sneaker life and industries, what struggles they've had to overcome. Just like being the more male dominated industry. So that really stuck out to me. I love Toronto. I would live there. I would live there in a heartbeat. I love the city. I love, I love the big city. So, and just the court. I love the court, the atmosphere. Mm. We had a pretty, like we had a decent audience in not as big as New York, obviously, but we had a good audience in Toronto and it was really, it was just a lot of fun just to play. And we got to go out a little bit too. Got to see, got to see Toronto's nightlife. Do your thing, you <laughs> know, and, and shout right. out to
0: everybody who was there. I mean, <laughs> We, we, we got the Airbnb and you guys, it was almost like, what's the name of that show where you did the reality show where you all stay in one house? Oh, um, the real world It's like the real world or whatever. It was like an old MTV show. And like, you know, you guys from different walks of life and different backgrounds, from Vancouver, you know, Reese was there from Halifax. Of course, my man, Omichi from Edmonton was there. Joey, you know, he had his own thing, but and Nolan lives in the city. So for all five of the champions to kind of be in the same spot and be yes. able to do some things, we had a little reception at NBA courtside, shout out to mm-hmm. Emily Miller, and also shout out to our sponsors, yeah. Size, and also Sony PlayStation. And I guess I had a Samsung watch sitting around, you had a men versus women shootout <laughs> at the end against a champion in Toronto, which is big. <laughs> what, what's, what's so funny?
3: Another, I'm. I'm, <clears throat> I'm laughing about. I, I may or may not have hustled Joey out of that watch, but.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, he gave you another shot after you made this first one. He did. But it, it's, it's a I nice watch. I gave him another
3: shot, too. I gave him another shot, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, you had to. I mean, that's how it works, right? Right. But he didn't make his shot. You made your shot. You got I the did. watch as well. You came geared up. I did. You got did. PlayStation 5. You got limited edition game controllers size gift card for what is it 250 you got two of those you got one in toronto and one in halifax yes Probably to get geared up yeah it was good it was good so we want to take that experience you had in toronto and of course shout out again to another sponsor partner oab breakfast company make oh, sure the breakfast so of champions yeah. You guys were ready for battle on that yes. Saturday in Toronto. So shout out to Karan and, and also Kayla, who are great partners. We're looking forward to having them as a partner next year. And also shout out to the Battersea Museum. Mm. Elizabeth, Sarah, Adrian, the whole team, Chris, the whole team over there, their squad. They looked out for us. It's a great event. Yes. But
3: Hey, who is the girl on the ladies' panel? The young the young woman. Um,
0: Didi handles Denara. Did she
3: showed out at
0: the peace at the tournament again of course she, she did
3: show went out she was doing her work
0: well she's gonna play in full court 21 next year
3: good i'm excited for her to see i'm excited for her to play
0: that's dope that's dope but yeah you know will she be able to go to new york like you did this year talk about new york city getting there and, and getting prepared we, we hit the ground running you know you guys went to west fourth right away started cooking you know <laughs> yeah so we was at the court.
3: yeah we landed Got changed and walked over right over to West Forth and started hooping. Yeah,
0: you guys so. won that day, and then you know, we did our court crawl on the, the Sunday. Mm-hmm. and We stopped, we started up at Dykeman, the legendary Dykeman. There's an amazing court up there. Brand, Jordan Brand has done so much in that neighborhood and for that court. It's easily the best court, best kept court in the city.
3: I would say so. Out of like, it's very nice, like the rims the net on it when you hit that <laughs> shot, it's perfect. <laughs> it's
0: perfect. Met some young ladies. We didn't know we thought we would just go to all the turn or all the parks. Cause we instead of doing like a club crawl or a you know a pub crawl, we did a mm-hmm. court crawl. And we go right. to different yes. legendary yep. courts across the city. And we started at Dykman way up in Manhattan at the top of Manhattan. We thought we were just gonna go around and shoot and everything and play, but there was a new tournaments and uh, going on for boys and girls. And you met some really big young women who were hooping. These girls are like yeah. at least six, two, six,
3: three. Yeah. Dunking. Both yeah. Dunking.
0: That's crazy. But we got, you got to shoot around out there. Got a little footage of you shooting out, around out there. I need you to send that to me, by the okay, way.
3: Okay. I'll send it to
0: you. Then we went from there to, the, of course, the legendary Rucker. Yeah. And we got there and it was almost a fight. They were having a Harlem Invitational. <laughs> And it was the kids. The kids were playing, but their parents were the ones who were about to start fighting. And the kids yeah. were on the sideline talking about, what kind of example is that for the kids? So they were mm-hmm. killing me doing yeah. that. But, you know, being there, being able to get on the court, I wanted you to have an opportunity to shoot there. But because of the, the tournament, we didn't know it was a tournament there.
3: Yeah. But to honestly, be able to, be, just to in be in that, be in that park, environment, get some shots up a little bit at half or in between games, like, it was cool.
0: Right. And, of course, we went back down to West 4th. Rode over to Brooklyn to Rodney Park. Um, yep. Shout out to my man Roman Perez, who's running that league over there. And we we're supposed to go to Brooklyn Bridge Park, but the day got long and people got hungry. It is what it is. And then, hey, you know, you know
3: I don't play about my food, Mel.
0: <laughs> no doubt, she gets she gets hangry, dog. Hangry. You know, Monday was kind of a day off for people to rest. We were supposed to go to like ESPN and Sirius XM radio, but those things got bumped. It was tough because I wanted people to have that experience. But we more than made up for it on Tuesday morning, going out to Brooklyn to social studies. Shouts out to my man Sean Williams. Shouts out to D Wells, Alicia He, Muhammad of Tribe Called Quest. They run that together. As a result, just we you you make a lot of fast friends with Four Core Twenty One. Yes. Because it's the same family of people. Yeah. And we keep that tight. So <clears throat> just and being there, Sean offered to make us all customized sneakers. Yeah. Uh, as with of, of us showing up there so shout out to sean and obsessive sneaker disorder and his new podcast also called critical lace theory so i, I like how he gets down with naming his, his events and everything yeah
1: yeah
0: and then uh, we went from there went to the museum the arsenal museum my man kevin Coolio, who is a, I well i guess he was the co-director uh for doing it in the park and we had an exhibit at the arsenal gallery in central park Mm-hmm. Right before we played, and the park was lit up. I, I know Monday night we did a shoot-around or whatever, and that was cool. But like when we got there, the people were waiting; they were ready to poison the maple syrup, as they said.
3: Yeah, they were. They were not too happy about the the Canadians coming up.
0: <laughs> what? Why weren't they happy? I'm I'm curious. Uh,
3: maybe um, they were scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Dog. Maple mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. season. Maple peat Gang. Season, baby. Maple gang. Um, In the house.
3: just going back to the fast friend comment you made
0: mm.
3: me personally I've never been I'm, I'm a social person but I've never been super close with a lot of people and but the thing about this family like I know people that you bring around are going to be good people and so it's easier to get closer to them and experience like that or like like just learning and like talking to them and because you know like anyone that you're bringing around is good people. And no doubt. Solid
0: it. people all the way around. Right. And shouts out to the McGee family. The first yes. family of Full Court 21. I, listen, I don't think we can tell the story of Full Court 21 without I'm not, I used to say just about Canada. But I don't mm-hmm. know if you can tell the story of Full Court 21 without talking about the McGee family. You can. Win or lose, win or lose, they come down. Their entire family comes down to New York to cheer people on and help out in any way they can. And that's just a love thing, man. I, yeah. I, there's no other way to describe that. Mm-hmm. So yep. shout out to them and then and, and shout out to you for overcoming some adversity. We found out late you had an illness.
3: I did, I had and, a kidney infection.
0: But she was still playing through and Heather, and shout out to Bodega, you know. Uh, shout
3: out to Bodega.
0: Ball her way, my Montreal boss. She came out and I remember you guys were playing and she said, she said hey, take the jumper, don't come to the basket and she made you pay one time coming to the basket
3: that was a hack i swear that was i'm just
0: saying she she told you not to come to the basket well she's not denying the hack she just said don't come to the basket she said i laid her out on the next one
3: didn't i yeah
0: (laughs) i love the competition that
3: mistake twice
0: no doubt and and the fact that like you know early on you were you're killing but there was a comeback and there was a comeback you know your opponent was leading and she hit a crazy jumper over the top of you. She did to take the lead. And then at the free throw, line, I guess the celebration was too deep because she let all of her emotions out in that one celebration. Right. You know, they're right. talking the New York stuff, you know? Yeah. And I said, well, it's the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. And when she shot an air ball on her free throw, which automatically takes you back to what? Zero. That it. So all you had to do is basically run out the clock at that point point. Yeah, and uh, we got the championship. So you know. Yeah,
3: you know, like that shot was a great shot. It was awesome. She played great, but you gotta hit your free throws.
0: And I love the the fact that all the women, you know, showed respect and love to one another. There, mm-hmm. shouts out to to Amber Batchelor, the mayor, ladies who hoop. You know, shouts out to Mo who played in the tournament. She's one of the referees. I swore she had a dog whistle. They're doing everything they could to make sure we didn't win. That's what I'm feeling i that's was feeling me. that
3: too. The Euro step, we need to post a video of that. Post a video of the video. They were like,
0: action. she called it. He was calling travel before it happened. I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. It was but a one two. It was
3: just a one two. You know how many times I've me, done that in the
0: game? Right. But to me, it didn't even matter. I'm like, she's going to win anyway
3: because my belief is stronger
0: than that doubt. Oh, yeah. She, like I said, they had some dog whistles for a couple of Like, yo, that's a mugging. What? What is that? She went up under her when she went to the basket. That's not a foul. She goes, right. nope. I'm like, oh, okay, cool.
3: Right right
0: but so. no weapon okay. formed against us shall prosper right
3: right <laughs> Just <made me> stronger
0: <laughs> no doubt so congratulations to you for winning that as well yeah. and shout out to snipes also to uh soul pack you know you got some stuff out there i mean you came back wow geared up
3: i did i geared up
0: oh you're doing like that shout out to snipes but no, yeah. you know I want to know what's next. You know, as far as, as your career, things you want to do with the game, and hopefully having you back <clears> to <throat> defend your title next year, and getting no, more I'll, women to come out and play the game for sure. Yes,
3: I think honestly my goal, well, for per on personal goal, I've got I've got a couple, and another AUS championship. That's that's first. Explain uh, to
0: people what AUS is. So cause. so
3: AUS is Canadian Conference. So. There's CanWest, there's OUA, there's RSEC, and then there's also AUS, and that, that makes Atlantic up Atlantic
0: University. Is that Atlantic University? What? What's the um,
3: S for? Atlantic University Sports. Okay. So that's that's my conference, and my team won it last year. So the goal is the back-to-back season for AUS, and then a national championship. Those are that the two, and anything that comes with it comes with it. But I got to do what I got to do.
0: What are you doing when you're done basketball at St. Mary's?
3: I, I want to play pro basketball. I'm going play? to play pro basketball. I want to go okay. overseas mm. and play a couple of years, see what I can see what I can do over there, see how much uh, experience. And then I want to come back and I want to give back to the basketball community. I want to coach. I want to help young women play the game, play the sport, and just just be more confident in themselves and and to hoop, hoopers hoop.
0: No doubt, hoopers hoop. Can I get a meme, mug? I, I can't, i smiling too much. No, anyone. but it was good though. It was good. I'll take that one because I'm a free yeah, yeah, to make that happen. Lots but lots
3: photos on my Instagram of it. So
0: well, Segways, much like tricks are for kids. Let the people know where they can find you on these rough interweb streets.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me at Courtney with an extra Y, Donaldson on Instagram. Lots of basketball highlight reels on there. Um, lots of mean mugs. A little <laughs> bit of going out pictures, but only one.
0: <laughs> no doubt. Well, I definitely thank you for, for being a part of the world's most unique basketball tournament. I'm glad that we uh met and and so. I'm looking forward to seeing you flourish this summer or this fall with basketball and then seeing you next summer and, and coming back out there to to, to represent yeah, you know for as sure. you present your representative Mm-hmm.
3: For sure, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Once again, back giving you more what you asked for. It's an open run, with Will Strickland, in conversation with the great King handles my man Joey Hayward of, I guess the 2023 4421 All World Champion. What's up, Joey? <laughs>
4: <laughs> you still my thoughts? You in my, door. You're still in my door. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I gotta take that from you, man. <laughs>
0: Listen, man it's a pleasure to have you on yeah. it's great you know just being in your, your environment being around you watching how you are with your family but you know it reflects your game there's a joy to your game yeah thank and you. i want people to know like a little bit more about you so as i do with each and every one of my guests who comes on the podcast yeah if you would sir please run your resume tell us who joey hayward is and where he came from
4: oh i'm from vancouver bc um yeah, man. Uh, parents, both my parents are from Trinidad and Tobago. They came to Vancouver uh, in the early 70s, and uh, they had my brother first, but they went, they had my brother in Trinidad, and they had me second in in Canada, right? So, but, you know, I have uh, strong roots and blood to the Trinidad, all my Trinidad people, and um, yeah, yeah so, yeah, man, yeah, man, you know, <laughs> you know you're good, you're good, man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. So I grew up in Vancouver uh, basically almost all my life. I used to go back and forth to Trinidad and Vancouver. And uh, I used to actually actually played soccer. Basketball wasn't really my first sport, but um, I played soccer. But my brother played a lot of basketball and always wanted me to play basketball. I was like, man, I ain't playing this sport. Also, I played hockey, too. I was like, man, like we played at a local gym. I used to play full hockey. My brothers, they come and shoot around. I was like, man, I don't like basketball at all. So we ended up moving from one area to the next, but it never had a community center in my new era. I used to, to live. The community center was, it was close, but it wasn't close enough for me to walk, right? Right. So, but there was a basketball court in the, in the right behind my house, right? Mm-hmm. And during that time, I used to play, man, I used to be a video game head, man. like Like, love video games all the time. So my brother used to always force me to play ball. And I'm like, nah, man. He's like, you know what? Let, let me tell you something. If you beat me one-on-one, I'll rent you a, a game at like Blockbuster or Rogers Video, one of those video places, right? I'm right. like, you sure? Are you serious? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But you just got to gotta play me one-on-one. You got to beat me. But it took me a while to beat my brother because I was terrible, right? But one day, I got my brother, man. The game was tied. I think the game was up to 7 or 11 points. And I remember getting that basketball, Right. And uh, he was guarding me tight. He's probably giving those the, the rest of shots, you know what I mean, wasn't playing tight D. And all of a sudden, man, I got that ball in the corners, tied 6-6 six, six or 10-10, uh, I got that ball. And I, and I went to the deep corner, man, I did a hook shot. Banked <laughs> it, and it bank, went banked in. <laughs> My brother couldn't believe it, because he's playing tight D. Right. And I was so happy. I was like, I'm getting my video game now. I like, right? right. He took me to video game spot, got my video game. But when I hit that shot, man, that's when I was like, you know what? Basketball's not that bad. You know, I, you I got I, the fever. Hit that. I bank got shot. my fever. I got a right. little fever, so I kind of started working on my game a little. So he used to dribble the ball, uh, going to school and stuff like that. But when I saw Michael Jordan win his first championship and the crowd, I was like, you know what? I want to be just like this guy. I want to be in the mm. NBA. I want to be a professional basketball player. So from like age of 7 to 8 years old, I be, I was just fell in love with the game of basketball. Mm. And when you did that,
0: like that determination, that focus to get there, you know, you were able to go from playing high school basketball to playing yes. university. So yes. let's talk a little bit about that.
4: Yeah, so high school ball. So, when I first saw it, so let's take it back a little bit, start back, start uh, at the when I watched Jordan and won a championship. Like, I grew up playing street ball. I had the only person that was really my mentor during that time was my brother. He used to take me around at all the local courts around the city. Um, He he would never really show me how to play the game, but I would just watch him, right? And I picked up a lot of stuff from him and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, I always wanted to play with older players, but they would Mm. never let me play with them. Because why? I was too young, right? right? And I felt that I got to a point that I could play with them. Man, I was like, oh, I could play. And so we used to shoot. So we used to shoot shoot for teams, especially the local court I was, right? And you know what? I was like, I'm ready to play. They're like, man, you better go sit your butt down somewhere, man. (laughs) And I cried. (laughs) I cried on the bench, man. Like, I couldn't play. And that hurt me, and that even gave me more hunger just to work on my game even more, right? Mm. And then all of a sudden, when I hit like 13, 14, I think they're like, okay, you can shoot around. I actually made it, and then all of a sudden, I started playing with the guys, and they're like, okay, this guy got a little game, right? And now they got gave me the opportunity, and that's when I even got even more hunger for the game of basketball because mm-hmm. I saw myself going from, you know, not playing to actually playing and actually saying, you know what? I could actually play against these guys. Right. Right. So that's why I started getting a little taste. So I get these little, it's like a, how can I say kind of like a hungry dog? You know what right. I'm saying? You gave him a little, little bits and pieces. He wants more. Right. No doubt. I think I think I, I was going through a lot of different stages in my life. Right. Mm. So now I hit up to elementary. I start playing. I start getting better. So People in the air kind of know me a little bit. Now going into high school, right? Um, first, I, I first and one mixtape, New York City on Hall of Ground. I start watching these videos from 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 uh, from high school, from grade eight to all the grade grade ten. Get grade, grade eight, grade ten. I'm like, like man, like these guys are doing those stuff in New York City. How come mm. nobody could do like do that stuff in in Vancouver? right? Through the legs and around the guy's head and all these streetball moves. I'm like, hold up. How could I've never seen that before? But i seen Allen Iverson with his crossover. That was cool. But this was like taking the organized game to a whole nother level. So right. that's where I started doing a lot of streetball stuff is from New York, watching guys from New York play. But they've been doing this since 1992, since I was like right. seven years old. Why am I watching this at 98, to like hmm That stuff was hidden. I'm like, no, right. I got to catch up. Right. But during that time, not a lot of people played like that. So a lot mm. of people started to kind of like locally kind of hate like, oh, that's not real basketball. But I thought the game was boring. You're doing all those pick and rolls all the time. And dude, like, where's the excitement?
0: Right. right?
4: I'm watching New York, got people going crazy in New York and you know, <laughs> running on the court, on the mic, on the big, you, right. know, you, you know, you got your your microphone, right? I'm like, mm. that's basketball. Like that's the essence of the game. So I thought I got a lot of like hate off that cause not a lot of people knew how to play like that. Right. So that's how I started a like this little street ball group called the Nautic, right? Mm. And that's how I kind of built my my following through the street ball. Right, and that's why I think a lot of people started to know, know my name as King Handles because of the Nautic and the group I was with. You know, my friend called me King Handles because I broke a guy off at a local court, right? And that's how I got my name King Handles through that. But just being around those guys helped mm. me get my name, but not just that, helped me elevate my game to a whole nother level because I thought it was just me, right? But that other guys from, from Burnaby and Sir we were doing that stuff, but. You know, I didn't have a car that back then, right? right. I just I went to this local Bonzer where my brother used to play and I saw all these black guys I'm like what These black guys here playing like me? Like goddamn. Right. <laughs> right. I want to be around this, right? Right. And that's how I that's how I got my name, King Handles, and all that other stuff. I have a
0: question about the Nautic. Tell me yeah. where the name came from and why you guys chose that.
4: Actually, the game name name it came from me. It actually came from these two guys actually uh from Vancouver uh named Jeremy and Kirk. Were the creators of the Nautic, right? They they mm-hmm. videotaped the games and stuff like that. So, how it really started is we played three on three, hoop it up. I had my group, my street ball group. So, that two groups they had John David, Johnny Blaze, David Dazzle, um, who else? Uh, Goosebumps, and a guy named Delight. He had his crew, right? And I had my crew, myself, uh, King Handles. They had my man, uh, Jermaine Fresh. And uh, we had another guy named Chris Paquette, but he wasn't a street. He was an organized guy, but he still rolled with us because he could shoot the ball. Right. And it was actually all just three of us, right? Mm. And we start doing these street ball moves, right? And people going crazy, packed crowd, right? After the game, these guys came up to the, hey man, we're doing this tape, like oh cool, 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 man, like yeah, we love to be like, I'm like really like, he's like yeah, like an one mix. I'm like damn, really? Sure, let's do it. Right? right. And they said the the tape's called a Nautic. I'm like, oh like, what does it mean? He's like kind of like hypnotic, like fresh, cool, hip. It's just something different. Right. I'm like, yeah, that's a sick name, man. And from there, dude, after the first hoop it up and when they created the first Nautic one, it went viral. It was like right. the it was like N one and then the Nautic. Nautic was like kind of like kind of like uh, the last chapter of the Bible sort of thing. It was like really underground. Right. Like, the, like the Lost okay. Books is like the Lost Books. You know? <laughs> or, or the Dead Sea the Dead Sea Scrolls is like that, right. Right? right? So then when the Nautic 2 came out, it just by far took over Nautic 1. And mm. that's how I think, that's how I really blew up is just through the Nautic, right? So that's, that's how dope. we kind of started, right? It's just, we didn't know what we're doing. We we're just having fun. Love the game of basketball, and these two guys said, "Hey, we're videotaping this man, and just we'd love to love to have you on this mixtape." Sure, but it was all through the love of the game, though. That's oh, what yeah. it is. We oh, we, we went. We didn't have any camera crews, and no, we didn't even know about that. We just want to be like Rucker. That's all. Well, we, now that you have camera crews, you guys have a, somebody who documented
0: the growth and 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 the start of the Nautic. Yeah and it's out at some point for consumption for everyone. Yeah. Contact your local service providers right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> All right? Let them know.
4: Yeah, let them know. Of course. Also. Of course yeah. you know what it
0: is. <laughs> And make that happen. Tell me more about the um, documentary that's coming out about you guys.
4: Yeah, uh, documentary uh, is collaborated with Slam Slam uh, Magazine, uh, Victory from Vancouver, BC. Um, they do a lot of stuff uh, for basketball in the city. Uh, also, Tell us too as well. They're a mobile phone company, so they put a lot of uh, funding into it. Uh, my friend, my re- real good friend, I used to I grew up with playing basketball. At a basketball camp, Ryan Sidhu, he actually brought the idea to me four years ago uh to uh, do his documentary. and you know, now it's uh, it's not out officially yet, um but um it's uh it was shown at vif Vancouver Film Festival. we won. We won uh, the best audience award and best uh, documentary uh, in in the mm-hmm. Vancouver VIF. It was shown in in hot docs and major some major film festivals across uh, across Canada, North America, and in Europe too as well. Uh, so basically, it's a it's a just story about the Nautic, how it started, and 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 you know the middle of the Nautic, where it was, and then obviously now presently um about also about my life too as well so it's a great documentary about you know uh friendship family and just love the game of basketball and just not just basketball street basketball the essence of the game it's supposed to be out on a major streaming service um pretty soon like this year just right now the there's a Writer strike right now and actor right. strike, so it's kind of holding things back but it's going to be out pretty soon they're working really hard to to, well, to get it on a streaming service i'm looking forward to to it dropping and hopefully
0: we can make it a part of the you know what we should I know we're, wait we should. i know we're on the open run if, if you can see the logo on the top yeah, yeah i know we're on the open run but let's keep it a buck you know we yeah you know what we here.
4: yeah yeah that's right. you know what we here.
0: <laughs> you know why we're here it's full court 21 and we want to yeah make sure that we make that a part of a basketball film festival that we want to do for full court 21 yeah where not only are we going to see the hubert davises and ryan sadus of the world yeah jamie's of the world yeah um showing their films at this film festival that we want to do in conjunction with you know maybe hollywood theater and and full court 21 but also young people who have the dreams of you said back In those days, you guys didn't have cameras. You didn't have this kind of stuff. Today, you can shoot a whole movie on your iPhone. So these young people are so creative with how they make their videos for social media and this, that, and the third. We're gonna have young people make a three to five minute movie about basketball, playground basketball, whatever you wanna call it. Men, women, however you gender identify, all be eligible and you'll have your film as a part of our film festival. So your stuff is in front of people make those decisions about films and stuff like that and also in our communities we don't often have the agency we don't have people who come and find us or give us the the resources to do some of these things we really want to do yeah so to be able to provide that through full court 21 is something that is a big part of why i do what i'm doing with this yeah and hopefully we can do that with a Nautic. oh that would be great man
4: looking forward to that yeah man so
0: you're here the nautic I, I chased this man. I, you know, I heard about you when I came uh, out there. Yeah. And I chased this man for a couple of years trying to get into the tournament. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
0: And he came down one year and we just kind of had a little conversation. I'm like, man, I'd love for you to come out next year and, and play. And you watched a little bit, and I'm like, okay, I, you know, I'll, I'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. And you played that first year and I'm like, okay, cool. And one of your jays won, as a matter of fact.
4: Yeah, Dominic, that's my guy, man. You know, right? Real, real good basketball player.
0: And, um, I'm like okay, and a fan of yours for sure. Thought you were gonna win. He's like, yeah, Joey's gonna come to New York, and he didn't know if we were it gonna was do close, it in New York. But anyway. it
4: was close. That was it. You know what? It was either gonna be Dominic, me, or Demi. I right. remember. I remember. And Demi's the close. longest,
0: re- longest reigning champion in full court twenty one yeah. history. So yes, it was a trip, man. But you came back this year. And you you dominated. I told. I've been telling that story all week. <laughs> The man made four baskets in a game of 21. Four field goals. The rest were free throws. Every shot he took in the final game, he did not miss. And you have to remember, earlier in the day, he didn't win his first game. Yeah. But he stuck with it. He played the next game. He won that game. Advanced on to the finals after a couple of games. And when he got to the finals, he made sure. There was no dispute. There's nothing <laughs> close. Even though Dom was still on you, too. He was, he was there. He was still in the game. He was still in the game. But when you have all the, the guys playing against you going like, what are you going to do? The man didn't miss a shot. What can you do? Right? So you move on to Toronto. I fly you into Toronto. You went on these yeah. prizes. Shout out to our, our sponsors, of course. Yeah. Size, uh, Canada, and all, of course, Sony PlayStation. And yeah. Joey was on me. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah Where's yeah. my PlayStation, son? Where's my PlayStation? I said, you get it when you get to Toronto. If you win in Toronto, you get the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you get to Toronto, and Toronto was a trip. Like, it It was was a bunch of stuff going on, but we got it all together, and, and, you know, um, you came out, you know, and just showed and proved. You know, it was a tough tournament. And you always made sure to let people know how tough the tournament was, whether it be in Vancouver where you won initially your qualifier or in Toronto. What makes this game so tough for you?
4: Man, uh, it's one five, man. You got you got guys triple teaming you, double teaming you. You got you got two guys in front of you. Maybe one, maybe, but you roughly two guys. You mm. got the third one playing, you got the third one behind the, the two people that are in front, and one near the basket. Right. So it's almost like impossible to score a basket. So it's mm. a lot of it's a lot of strategy. You have to use a lot of strategy. You gotta you gotta, you gotta play a lot of twenty-one growing up. Mm-hmm. You gotta be as actual street ball player to be. You can't just be a normal guy play organized. Nah, like it's a whole different game, man. Right. Like you gotta play one on one. You gotta play one on two. You gotta play one on three.
0: Your decision making is key. It's in key these games. It's key you can't, you can't play go, defense like you say. You can't time. go to the basket all the time. I mean, no. It's key. Like what you said, you can't play defense all the time. But when you play defense, it's when you play it. And how you get the other person to play it. Like, if you can make your yeah. own no teammates, <laughs> yeah. if, you can, if you can kind of, I mean, you know what? I can't give away secrets.
4: Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't give away
0: secrets. You know what that is? But it, strategy, it comes in a strategy. Let's yeah. Put it like that. And yeah. If you know how to utilize that. And of course, your skills and everything else. Yeah. Like a lot of people go, well, he's King Handles. But yeah, King Handles can shoot too. Yeah. And they know that part. They didn't know so, that part. Right.
4: They didn't know.
0: And you served them well. You came to Toronto. You did your thing. It was tough. Like that was you put a, hey, I think that was
4: tough. That was that Toronto. I'm telling you. Toronto was all the was champions tough. were
0: yeah, they were heavy. It was heavy. And it was big heavy. Dudes. Games. Big dudes. Yeah. Big dudes, man. Yeah. But again, at the end of the day. When you have that pull-up jumper game, like I'm calling them before you shoot them.
4: Yeah, I already I, I can hear you, man. I, mean, I can I can
0: <laughs> oh the veteran, it's about to be a pull-up. Oh, that's the runner.
4: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. <you know. laughs>
0: I can see it coming when you know and you watch somebody's game, you're like, if you don't, if you're not you're not scouting it, you're not paying. I I, I announce the games like I'm playing. Yeah, I'm like what would I do against that? Oh, I see it coming. What do I do? Yeah, right. I'd yeah. rather defend that. Do I box on them? Do I play defense on this? Do I let him shoot? Is it gonna be a long rebound? Because a lot of his shots are coming up short. Yeah. It's one of the elevating. So yeah. I, I'll, I announce the games like I'm playing and I sometimes I feel like I wanna get back out there. I can
4: tell, man, I can tell, I can tell, man.
0: My body won't let me. My body <laughs> will not let me at this point. I gotta get it back into shape though. I gotta get it yeah. back in shape. i want to play one more time before it's done.
4: Right? Yeah. but
0: okay. you win in Toronto and you get the PlayStation. You finally get that PlayStation. Yeah,
4: man, I was happy, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: And a limited edition yeah. game controllers. Shouts out to, again, one of our sponsors, Sony PlayStation. So generous and helping us out there. We go on to, to New York City. Yeah, yeah, New York. Fly everybody in. You couldn't come in because you had another game playing in the crossover. Shouts out to Jake Crossover, my man, Jamal Crawford. Yeah. And the amazing summer league he has out there in Seattle. Yeah, amazing, sure. amazing. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, you, you fly in, you show up for the, the practice run and yeah. uh, getting prepared. And the guys are scouting. You know, they're talking about poisoning the maple syrup. They want Canada to win the fourth time. Yeah, King Handles. Yeah, I heard about him. Bobby they' have been talking about King Handles a lot. Uh, I don't know about that, man. We need to shut that down. I don't care who wins as long as Canada doesn't win. Yeah, I I'm heard that. You, I heard that
4: one. Right. That's what I heard. I heard that one. And they were trying to make sure you didn't win.
0: They're like, okay, we'll let Jordan, who I was calling, Manny oh, Ginobili. Yeah, Manny yeah. uh, They call him Passion of the Christ of the Court. Yeah. <laughs> He turned he turned buckets into wine. I'm like, whoa! Yeah, wow, you're yeah, doing too much. yeah, yeah. No, he was tough. Good, good dude too. Real good, good dude. dude. Amazing guy. In the practice run, Julius was there. Uh, King Julius, I used to call him Dad. I did my homework. Yeah, the yeah. Youngest champion ever. Yeah. Wow. And his dad was out there, and Robbie was guarding you. And Robbie was wearing his hat at first. had him take his hat off because his hair was like super long. I was calling him Kaiser Soze from The Usual Suspects. And so, like, it was good, though, because you got him one time. He bought him. He yeah. To reach. He's a pestle defense. He's a you pestle defense.
4: Yeah, yeah. He,
0: hey, that's the hustle king, Robin McGee. So,
4: yeah,
0: you know, just having that, you know, and I said, hey, guys, let's have fun. But don't get injured. Yeah. Because you want to be at your maximum the next day. There are guys outside of the park scouting you. I didn't know that, man. Matt Thomas, who was voted full court 21's greatest player of the first decade. Right? Yeah. The 2016 (laughs) Four Court 21 champion. You notice I said 2016 because it's been so long since anyone else won. Since, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, sir. It's making it. Shout out to my man Matt. Yeah, Matt's a good guy. Love that dude. Yeah, yeah. He he told me at the end of the tournament this year, after you won convincingly, you had people wilding out in the crowd. Okay. Wilding out. Even one dude was like, yo. The weak defenders, I said all you have to do is sign up next year. I know, yeah. And you you can show us how strong of a defender you are. Yeah, but yeah. it's different when you're watching it. It's a whole yeah. other thing where you're playing it. Yeah, and yeah. Because we don't have any out-of-bounds, like he used everybody everybody for a pick. I'm like, it's part of the rules. It is, man. And then you still have to make the shot. And he he shot a pull-up jumper after coming from behind some people. It wasn't like one person that made the pick for you. It's like a bunch of people you ran behind, and you pull up from deep. And the whole crowd was like, "Yo, Even Matt, if you watch that video again, yeah. watch Matt, who had yeah. the, the Odell Beckham. Yeah, um, Odell Beckham. <laughs> they were calling him Odell uh, Beckham Beck or what? Junior, Junior. Oh, really? Two yeah? years ago. A couple years ago. Because oh, my man, Kurt Rodriguez on the mic, I was wild with it. But you can see him take the ball out of the net, like Kind of just had to deal with what was happening that day. King Handles was hitting everything. Hit him with the oop, the dribbles, the pull-up. Yeah. like. What you going to do?
4: Yeah, man. So now,
0: four-time champions, man. And so grateful to have really good people around us. Like, it's one thing to, to have a champion to win. You don't always know the character of the people who are playing in the tournament. But generally, we've never had an issue with anyone who made to the championship or went to New York with us. And you're one of those people. Like, just your spirit that. is infectious. The people were gravitating to you. You played the, the game hard. You didn't complain to the referees. Like I said, yeah. watch the games. Yeah. They called traveling one time, they call Carrie, like he just yeah. played, he just kept yeah. play Yeah. At the end of the day, like that means something. It reflects um not only yourself and your character as a person, but also to people from the branding standpoint, what Four 21 is all about, the ethos of you know, diversity, participation, and inclusion that anybody can come out and play doesn't mean that anybody's gonna come out and win.
4: Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you can come
0: out and, and have a good time with the game and create some fellowship with people from around the world. And, yeah. and there was a respect for your game. Like you, at the end of it, you guys are dapping up. Shout out to my man, Roman Perez, who helped me down with yeah. Bob Vito. Oh, what
4: a good guy, man. He's a big yeah, man. Dude, man.
0: Real good dude. Just like, like I said, the environment and you're a part of that. And I'm glad you're, I'm so glad you are a part of it. You want to, and, and New York and they're already counting the days. Like I said, Matt I know, they with me. he hugged me, he said, look, man, I love you, brother, but I'm gonna tell you right now, tomorrow starts, the comeback. I'm getting ready. I'm locking in right now. He wants to come back and win. Matt yeah. and Matt has played every year. Like he's always competing. He always wants to be a part of this. He's a guy yeah. who plays a lot like you. Like you play so much basketball. Yeah. Like maybe if I was documenting how much I was playing basketball when I was you know, like your age or even younger. Yeah. Um, But I didn't have the mechanisms to do that back then. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Nor the thought. I just yeah. played everywhere. you everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And to see you guys competing at that level and the respect that was shown yeah. uh, by everyone is great man so i applaud yeah. you as well oh,
4: oh thank you man and just thank you for even chasing me man and let me <laughs> be part of this because you know i wouldn't really know like I, I like i heard about it and stuff like that i seen it on social media but you know i mean like sometimes in life you just get so busy with doing other stuff right but man i just want to want to thank you man it's been a fun it's been a such a fun tournament even last year uh even this year it just be just be a part of the basketball culture and the essence of the game because man, like that's like the essence. It just takes me back as a as a little kid. Like I remember like growing up, man, like I have with my friends around and we play Canadian twenty one or American 21. And usually the time we explain, play American every, 21. Please
0: no explain to people it's different because everywhere you play this game, yeah, the game we play, yeah, like even in New York, if you go to Brooklyn, it's called Utah, but uptown it's called yeah. 21. You yeah. play in South Carolina, they call it 26. You yeah. play in, in in Kentucky and uh, Tennessee, they call it 36. No free yeah. throws. Oh, wow. Right? and in, in Halifax, where you play college basketball, yeah. university basketball, they call it St. Mary's. That's crazy. So it's all the same game. But, like, you talked about
4: American 21 versus Canadian 21. What's Canadian 21? So Canadian 21 is wherever you shoot the basketball, right? You miss, that's where you shoot from. It's no one-on-one. It's just a shooting game. Mm-hmm. American Twenty One is first, basically full court Twenty One, right? Get the rebound. If you miss, it's, it's, you're playing one on three, one on four. Sometimes we used to play one on eight, right? How, whoever's at the park that yeah. day. Until we started playing full court, yeah, that's how we warmed up is playing Twenty One, and that's how we warmed up too. We warmed up the same thing too as well. That's yep. how we warmed up, and we and were playing a, for hours, maybe it's four or five rounds of those. Such a
0: universal language, though. Yeah. And that's the beauty of this game. And when I yeah. say basketball is life, 100 percent, especially coming from places we came from, we didn't have resources. Exactly. It's a it's a it's a low cost, high yield experience, because when you come to the park for the first time, you don't know who's down there hooping. You want to chest true. your chest against who's okay. there. And once you start to find out, you start to get your respect. You start to earn your stripes out there in the court. Yeah, and people are like, "Yo, I got him!" Like when you come to the park, like you, you love that. It's it's your ele- it's your evolution in basketball. And it is. Full it court is. Twenty one really harkens to that that beginning, the genesis of your basketball experience is with full court twenty one.
4: Yeah, right. Yeah, we didn't play yeah. full
0: court back in the day, but just the adjustments that bobito made to it to create some more excitement around the game. Yeah, and we are working toward our FIBA sanctioning. Shouts out to wow. Team Canada doing well in the FIBA World Cup right now. But once we get our fever of the and we're tabled for the Olympics in 2028 in Los Angeles or 32 in Brisbane, Australia, imagine being the third tier of basketball. You got the five on five best in the world. You got three on three that just happened in Tokyo in 21. And now you have a one on five game that some kid from East Van who grew up with nothing. Yeah. Ends up winning a gold medal, playing a game he was playing for free every weekend. That's crazy, man. That's those are the kind of stories we want to be able to tell, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I I would hope that at the point that we get there, that all of our people, all of our early adopters, all of our champions are able to go with us. Yeah. To whether it be L.A. or or to Brisbane, Australia. I love Australia, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely yeah. want to do that. But, you know, people said it was crazy for us to have this dream about full court 21. And here we are. Wow. You know? And so people are going to say, we're crazy about the Olympics. And when you see it in the Olympics, they're like, maybe they're not so crazy. They're crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So thank you for being a part of that and let people know where they can find you online. You have a million followers or at least, what, 200? How many followers do you have on IG?
4: 208 now, 208.
0: Yeah, you're doing your thing, man. Yeah, trying, man. Let people know where they can find you on these
4: rough interweb streets. Yeah, so you can find me at at the King Handles on Instagram. Also, I have my own basketball academy called School of Handles Basketball. So you can find me on that on IG too as well. Also, I got a YouTube channel. Just type on search King Handles. You can subscribe, follow. Don't forget to hit the like button. I've been doing a lot of shorts uh, recently. So I'll be posting a lot of shorts. I don't really do full videos as much as before, but I will be starting doing b- that back again this week so yeah follow me and uh yeah man also you can subscribe also I have my training program on instagram too as well uh 6.99 uh and we do a lot of ball handling i show a lot of ball handling drills a lot of drills to get your hand ball handling better and your game better too as well only 6.99 a month uh update <laughs> three to four times a week so yeah,
0: yeah my man i love yeah. it man yeah. continue success <laughs> i'm gonna see you soon i got some stuff
4: coming to you soon as well that's good on that's top good. of everything else yeah. So, uh, we will see you soon, sir. I appreciate you. Yes, hey, I'm coming back. I'm coming back, man. Let him know. And and how's our victory shake? How do we do our victory shake show? Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: you win. You win, my man. <laughs> Be good. Thank you.
0: winning time on the open run girls frequently want to thank my very special guest who was on the podcast earlier of course the champs are here joey Haver, aka king handle and of course g Denny or donaldson look they both won championships in open run with the Open market and qualifiers in vancouver and halifax respectively and went down to new york and punched everybody in the stomach and won full peach season maple gang you see what it is on the screen yo i got here God. No oh, you, know, you guys are wild. You guys are wild. She told me. I, I, I talked to Courtney about that. She, I said, yo, Heather told you not to come to Lane. She said, shoot the jumper. Shoot the jumper. <laughs> she was talking back to you. like I love that. The competitive nature of it. Ryan, you had to see yeah. it. it was hilarious. Right? Uh, um, but next year, we're going, we're going to create a junkie. Yeah. You guys drive down to Detroit for games. You can come to New York. You can make it happen. Yeah. You can make that happen. But yeah. As I said here, it's winning time, and it is about that time in the WNBA as the storm and the Mercury have officially been eliminated from playoff contention. The Mercury had the longest streak in the league of 10 years straight making the playoffs, and you would think that – I don't want to call it a dynasty. There's only been one dynasty in the WNBA. Clear? The Houston Comets. They won the first four championships. Cynthia Cooper, in her mid-thirties, comes in the league and dominates. At thirty-four years old, dominates for four years straight, dominates. Yeah. So I don't want to call Phoenix. I mean, they had all the parts to be a dynasty. They just never put it all together. You have Diana Taurasi, clearly one of the three people that could be called the goat in the WNBA. You had Brittany Griner. Shout out to Brittany Griner. You have, of course, Skylar he Diggins. Skylar Diggins.
1: Diggins. We didn't have Skylar Diggins.
0: Oh, that's a whole other story. Um. When we're getting the against Smith too much, but one of my favorites. But anyway, they have all the parts to win the championship. They never became that dynasty, even though they've won a couple of championships with Diana Taurasi there. That thing has come to an end. Taurasi's, what, 40-41 now? Mm-hmm. You know, Still we don't player. know what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, she can hoop. As long as you can hoop, keep hooping. You know, yeah. as we say, hoopers hoop. They're being eliminated from the, the playoffs. It leaves an open, a chance for, a team that I rooted for all oh, last year, the Indiana Fever, because they had his um, Stranger Things uniforms last year. They were dope. Yeah. I can't even front. I'm still trying to find one online. It was dope. And they had one of my favorite players in leagues. So he was one of my favorites in college basketball, Leah Boston, who hurt mm-hmm. a thumb just recently in a game against Atlanta. That does hurt their chances for making the playoffs. But the playoffs are like a couple weeks away, so we have an opportunity to talk about some of the games that have been going on this past week and the fact that the Las Vegas Aces, led by one Asia Wilson, who dropped who she tied Liz Cambage's record for most points scored in a regular season game with 53 points. She went nutty against Atlanta. But they've been slipping a little bit. They've broken the record for the most wins in the regular season by any WNBA team with 30, but they're six and four in their last 10 games. Cause for concern with three weeks left in the season or no? No. Nah. Why? Why do you say that?
1: No. Nah. You got the point, God. <laughs> You got Talk to Aza. us, Talk to- yo. You know, that, there's two stacks. The you can you can you can let one two games go, but but like don't undermine Connecticut Liberty. Connecticut. A lot of people slept on Connecticut. Can't do that.
0: When when they thought that they were gonna lose, and they did lose a lot. When you have a woman who was the defense player of the year and MVP and Cole Jones, you lose that. You mm-hmm. think you would fall off a bit, but. And they lost Kurt Miller, who was their head coach. She's coaching for the Sparks now. But the fact that Alyssa Thomas and Juana Bonner, and they lost, when they lost Rihanna Jones in the middle, that hurt them a little bit, but they never stopped playing. They are competing for a championship. I think everyone thought it was a foregone conclusion. There would be the Liberty, because of Stewie going over there and Jocko Jones going over there, two former MVPs playing like MVPs, that it would be the, the Aces versus the Liberty in the final. But Connecticut got something to say, like South did with Andre 3000. They got something <laughs> to say. I'm just yeah. saying.
1: Yeah, I, I've always liked Connecticut. I think Connecticut, I always like Bonner and Thomas. I just like that duo. Thomas is just a dog. Like, she's going after everything.
0: You know? Listen, she could be Every, the MVP uh, of the league. Oh. To me, she could be the MVP of the league. She's almost averaging a triple-double on that team. And that's never happened in WNBA with a player averaging a triple-double. She's averaging 16 points, 10 rebounds, and eight assists a night. She's leading She's the league in Congrats to her and Duana Bonner. I guess they're going to tie the knot soon. So, congrats to them. How would that be working with somebody that, you know that that's going to be your wife?
1: It's great. Look at them doing it.
0: I guess they have been doing it right. They're it worked out. It. So yeah. You know, that's a good thing. So, congrats to them. But the crazy part about the WNBA is that a lot of people talk about. I wouldn't watch, but the basketball is good and most of the people who talk about it couldn't beat not one woman on the squad out there. Not one. You look at the season, how it's going. As a matter of fact, let's go into a power five where we're talking about it. And shout out to Kelsey Plum, who I left out. You know, you mm-hmm. talked about the point, guy. You talked about... Jackie Young. Chelsea Great. Jackie Young Chelsea is underrated. Brown. Oh, and you still got oh. Candace Parker on the squad, too, but oh, yeah. Kelsey Plum, all-time leading scorer in college basketball history. I think yeah. she still is. When she was at Washington is now the fifth all-time leading scorer for the Aces franchise. They were the Silver Stars and Utah Stars before they got to Vegas. So, shout out to Kelsey Plum. But talking about fifth, one, two, three, four, fifth, let's talk about the Power Five and the WNBA. At number one, for most of the year, I had the Aces. Aces. But right now, on a three-game losing strike, because we don't talk about winning streaks, we want to talk about losing strikes. They're on a strike from losing. The New York Liberty, 9-1 and in the last 10, Liberty, of course. Stewie playing like an MVP, one of the tops in scoring and rebounding as well. Asia Wilson right in that same mix. The Aces were number two. You know, John Cole Jones. And let, let me be clear on what they have there. Courtney VanderSloot has been a key addition to that team coming over from Chicago. They needed her steadiness in the backcourt. I mean, she helped win that championship with Candace Parker and Kalea Copper in Chicago. So this is no different here. And she has better players overall. And right. Benaja Laney doesn't get the kind of credit she has to or should because she plays that role that you need a blue person that's willing to not take as many shots as she wants to take, do all the dirty work. You have Sabrina Inescu who's going to get her shots up. You're going to get Jonko getting her shots. At the end of the day, she has to play her position, and for them to win, it's going to take Banagia Laney to hold on to that spot. And I think it's very important with Sandy Brondello coaching them right now They stay with that because they look good going toward the playoffs. And, again, could you peak too early? Possibly. But they have some momentum, and that's where they're number one in the Power Five this week. The Aces at number two. We already listed all the reasons they should be there. Number three, the Connecticut Sun doing their thing and staying in the mix. At number four, of course, the Dallas Wings. Now,
1: Enrique, (laughs) let
0: me be clear on this, just so you know. Enrique Angambale is a dog. I put up a video of her roasting dudes in the gym. I mean, doing whatever she wanted to do. So what do you think she's doing in the WNBA? And one of my favorite players in the league, Satu Sabli, is an amazing all-around basketball player. Do not sleep on the wings of Dallas. Uh, they have a great opportunity coming up from the playoffs. But I do feel bad about what happened in Minnesota to Satu Sabli, where they were cheering for her injury when she was almost injured at the end of the game between Bridget Carlson, a Canadian, plays for the Lynx, and they were cheering for for the injury, which was sad. I mean, you want to see people show up and support the league and support the women who are playing this league, but not the risk of injury. And so she felt really bad about how the people are treating her. And so I want to say shout-out to the Lynx fans in Minnesota. But if we had a, a prize to give you the gas face, this would be the moment we did that. So that would be the Power Five for this week as the Lynx um, follow-up at the end of, of the WNBA Power Five. But that's just gears to the national basketball association and you know the season starts october 24th yes are they calling you ryan
2: apparently i'm being summoned but continue
0: you good okay so they yeah. released the schedule not too long ago and of course they always had the opening day games the first one between the lakers and the reigning and defending denver nuggets the world champion denver nuggets who are going to look a little bit different this year they lost some people, and I think they're key people, even though they're the front runners to be repeat champions, because of Nicola Jermaine, that's J. Apostri M-A-Y-N-E. That's his middle name. I gave it to him. Jokic. And that's going to be the first game of the season. And followed up by the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. We're going to see the new look Phoenix Suns against the veteran Golden State Warriors. What do you think about those two games? Let's start with LA and the Nuggets first. So, wait, that's the Lakers and Nuggets? Mm-hmm. No, there's okay. only one L- team in L.A. Let's be clear.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, like you said, um, the Nuggets are going to be different. Uh, they lost a key guy that the moment they had signed him, what, like two years ago in Bruce Brown that I was like, this, this, like, that That was a steep sign. Like, him. the fact that they had gotten him, I was just like, that's absolutely ridiculous.
4: You're talking um, about glue. And he
2: was huge. He was a glue. Yeah. Yeah, he was huge, and mm-hmm. kudos to him. He's getting his money, or I thought he could have gotten more, and he actually went to another exciting team that I'm actually looking forward to. So I think with him out of the picture, um, you know, the Nuggets, hopefully Jamal is going to be healthy by season. They're still going to be great.
0: Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, But you lose a guy like that, you do lose. You lose Jeff Green, Green, too. What you end up losing, not only with Bruce Brown, like you said, as, the, as far as the glue stuff, but, like, Jeff Green is a veteran leader and a, a voice in the locker room. Like, if you watch the playoffs this year and what he was bringing these guys to the sideline, Christian Brown, Brown, all these young guys, like, telling him stuff that he knew from his years in the league. And for Jeff Green not to be there, it changes the chemistry up a little bit. I don't know if you have to replace them. I don't know if they still have the writing remains of Highland DeAndre Jordan Jr. sitting on the bench. But, you know, you lose some of that. You lose some of that chemistry, and it makes it difficult. But the climb is always hard. Denver will look different, but so will the Lakers because they will have an entire season with hopefully a healthy Anthony Marshawn Davis Jr. Of course, the team USA captain, what he seems like right now, Austin Reeves and the and the other season. We'll talk about that other guy a little bit later on. Him, the hashtag you Shan't be named. He, he, oh him, yeah, I'm sorry. Him, I'm sorry. Him. 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 He's yeah. him. My bad. I thought that was Jimmy Butler. <laughs> my bad. Or him Duncan. You know, my bad. But it is Austin Reeves. So they got swept in the Western Conference Finals last year. You don't win a championship in October, but the game will mean something to the Lakers one way or the other. I don't know if it'll mean anything to the Denver Nuggets. And most of the time, that's the ring ceremony. So you can get the rings right in front of those guys. And guys generally have a fall off when they get their ring that night. I get it.
1: That
2: night.
0: You're giddy get about getting the ring. So it, it might matter more to the Lakers than it does the uh, Nuggets. But I'm looking forward to that game. And then the next game. The Phoenix Suns with Bradley, Emmanuel, Beal, Kevin, Wayne, Durant, Devin, Armani, Booker, showing up against Wardell, Stephen Curry the Clay Alexander, Thompson, and of course Draymond, Jamal Green, Senior. I'm looking forward to this because you know I I think Draymond and Kevin have mended their fences from that time together, but what we see I, I think people will have an unfair expectation of Phoenix right out the gate. As they should in a way. I mean, Kevin Durant, you can put Kevin Durant on almost any team and win a championship, but that hasn't happened. Didn't happen Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn. Didn't happen last year in Phoenix. So is this his show and prove year going into year, what, 17? This is Kevin Durant's 17th year in the league? Crazy. you think think about numbers, 16, 17 years in the league. The expectations are high in Phoenix for them to do something. This game, would it mean more to Phoenix? It clearly doesn't mean that much to Golden State. But maybe it does, and maybe it's the Draymond thing, and maybe it's to establish dominance in the Western Conference and Pacific Division uh, as a result right away by punching them in the mouth early and often. It means something to Chris Paul, ooh, because Chris Paul ooh. is Mr. Petty. You know, how I left petty. off the list and he got traded. I yeah. forgot about Christopher Emmanuel
2: Paul. Chris Christopher Christopher Emmanuel Paul is Petty, and I think he will want to send a message. And can I just go on record that I think the Phoenix Suns is going to be an absolute train wreck because there's just so many things that can go wrong with that
0: team and not enough things that can go right. I'm going to disagree with you slightly, only because I saw something I never saw with Monty Williams being there once he and DeAndre Ayton had their thing about the money. Shout out to James Jones. What's up, champ? DeAndre Ayton playing for his home country, the Bahamas, allowed Eric Gordon and my man Buddy Heald, to do what they do, and all he did was rebound and take the shots when he needed to take shots. So he had a, I think a 16 or 17 point, 20-something rebound game in one of their early games. I'm like, wait a minute, who is this DeAndre Ayton? Is he someone who's finally bought into his role? Because now you're gonna get even less shots with Bradley Beal being there. When we talk about people learning their stations and playing being like the third or fourth option, like a number another number one pick when I talked about them earlier in, in the podcast when I'm talking about Andrew Wiggins. Here's another number one pick who's going to have to find his role in this team and then stick with that. And that means play defense, rebound, and score when you can. If you get 15 points and 11, 12 rebounds from DeAndre Aiden, that changes up your the equation quite a bit. The talent he has, you can get that lane on his back. Giving some effort changes the whole equation. Showing some heart against Nicola Jermaine changes the equation. So I'm not going to say it's going to be a train wreck. They do lose a lot in that locker room from Chris Paul, whether you like him or not. I mean, I've t- seen them take teams that hadn't made the playoffs to, to the playoffs in Oklahoma City. They took Phoenix further than they've been in a long, long time since '93 to the NBA finals. So you can't knock that leadership. And now it's going up to Golden State. Maybe he was the right leader for Golden State. We'll find out.
2: I would say you got Katie, who's kind of been on the injured side in the last, the l- later stages of his career. You got Devin, for the most part, has been healthy. Uh but Beal is kind of getting on that injury page too. So if if these guys can stay healthy and like you said, DeAndre Aiden finds his role, which in you know the pre-interviews to the season, he says he's looking to do that, then maybe they got a shot. But that lack of depth, that bench can Hady right. playing 17 years, 18 years hold up for that long. Can Bradley stay on the court? It's like okay, bull bull, we'll we'll put you in, we'll We'll give you your flashes and, and see if you can hold it down. But,
0: yeah, you're kind of thin after that. Literally thin as, as you get the great value. Walmart, Victor Wimiamma, and Bobo. But I'm not mad at Bobo. I like Bobo. I liked him when he was at Oregon, too. So he's yeah. going to probably get a chance out here in the Valley of the Sun. But when you talk about some of the favorites in both conferences, when you look in the East, you got the the Boston. you got a team that totally gets disrespected in Miami. I mean, the past four years, Miami's been to the NBA Finals twice, but they always underrate them. Did anyone count them when they were AC last year? No, I get it. But the facts remain the facts. And, of course, you'll always have a team like Milwaukee in the mix, who had their star player, Giannis Ugo Luterenz-Lutenska-Hupal. Now, I gave him that middle name as well, LaTerrance, because he lives in Milwaukee. You have to have LaTerrance or something like that. <laughs> Make demands that I never thought I'd see from Giannis. He said, if my teammates are not on the same page as I am, I'm not resigning here. He still has three years left on his deal. Why is he talking about that now? Oh, because it's alleged somehow in some bat channeling that a major trade could go on between a team in Los Angeles. I'm sorry, the only team in Los Angeles and that team in Milwaukee. It happened before 1975. I'm just, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. Listen, just I'm, got, just saying he's this. Just I'm
4: just get telling everything you everything they want.
0: Everything. And like, listen, listen, I'm just telling you these, these are rumors, sir. These are rumors that a blockbuster trade could happen if he keeps demanding what he's demanding. I think it's his way of trying to but I never thought something would come like I see this from James Harden. I don't see this from Giannis. You
4: know. And
0: for him to say that, is he big boying and bossing his way now? He you know, he, he he's doing his thing now. Or does he not feel like the effort was given last year, last two seasons after they won the championship at twenty one? And he's trying to put some feet to the fire on some guys that might be getting comfortable because they have their money, but they haven't won anything since then. Fair to say. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I I just I just hope to never see that. But yeah, yeah. And, and, and is LeBron there? Is Bronny who? there? Who? Sorry. Who? He who has that huge champion and his son right but we'll we'll, we'll see because you know that's a package deal
0: oh 100 but there's a new team coming to las vegas and that's a whole nother conversation too we'll talk about this some other time we're talking about the 2024 season and, and going to the west you know and the usual suspects obviously the Denver nuggets are right there the phoenix suns are in that mix golden states in that mix does memphis stay in that mix without Demetrius jamel morant for the first 25 games of the season. Losing Tyus Jones is a big deal. I don't care what you say. I know they got Marcus Smart. Tyus Jones has led the league in an assisted turnover ratio for the past seven or eight years. This is absurd. Easily the best backup point guard in the league. To lose that and lose for 25 games, I I like Marcus Smart, but you have to have the parts around Marcus Smart to make it work. I don't think they have the parts around Marcus Smart to make that work. for At least 25 games. I think they stumble out the blocks and it'll be this will be a referendum season not only on jaron jackson jr but also on Demetrius mel moran so and last but not least obviously in the west people are going to make that team you don't want like to talk about because they're not talking about dallas they're talking about that team in la uh being a contender for the championship and i mean you know before we get out of here let's just talk about it this is I'm gonna call this segment full court 21 for going into his 21st season playing in an absurd clip. No one's ever averaged more than seven points in a 21st season of the NBA. You can combine all the people who made it. He's the sixth person to play 21 years in the NBA, including that guy who averaged like three points in the final season.
2: Se- seven. Seven, three. Sorry. Eight.
0: The, seven, three, the others kept KG. The others kg. No, no, the other is Vincent Lamar Carter has the most Oh, points.
2: sorry, yeah. No, it's Dirk and Carter, my bad. Dirk and Carter. I a whole seven KG,
0: points. I think
2: is at three points.
0: Yeah. KG was three points. Yeah. So you think about those guys and you're like, how could they ever average three points in the NBA, seven points in the NBA? Even though this is the 21st year, it's those guys. And people are asking these questions like, if you gave an average person a chance to play on the court, could he get two points in the NBA game? Like, nope. If these Hall of Famers in their 40s, could barely get two, three three point, points, seven points a game. Here's a guy who's going into his 21st season, averaging 30 points from last year. It's not, this is video game stuff. And, you know, I won't get into an antiquated conversation about the GOAT this or the GOAT that, but I will tell you this much, that whatever happens this season, he's going to pass 40,000 points, all time scored, And it's hard to make arguments like Dirk, your boy Dirk said, you know, he was a, 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 he chose another guy before that. It's hard for him not to say this other guy's name as the greatest to ever do it. The greatest to ever do it are right here on the podcast with me, the podcast of basketball on life for one. So shout out to Heather Alonzo. Let the people know where they can find you on these rough interweb streets.
1: Uh, Ball away or just H
0: on Instagram. With of course, Ryan, with two s's, let him know just <laughs> H and Mr. Ryan Antonio Henry,
2: and that's at RA Henry, and that's everywhere Twitter, Instagram, where you can catch my momentary
0: lapses in judgment while watching live basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and do remember until next week, it is do what's popular with the population. Make sure you don't get beat off the dribble, and keep listening to the open run. With Will Strickland, rich kid, my mellow, my man, sir. Do what you do when you do it, because I know what you did this summer. We know what we did this summer. So well, then, be easy. Peace.